What's going on, everyone? Zane here with Everything Vibe. Happy Monday. Welcome to a brand new week. I am here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going great. It's, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a long day, but, uh, it, I'm looking forward to the week and, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's some good stuff going on. So there is, well, I think we have one main focus for this week and, um, at least for, for our news episode. And that's the long awaited release of Oculus touch. Uh, it will be coming out tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, December 6th. So, uh, if you're listening to this podcast at some point in the future, then you'll know the date. But um, yeah, Ronnie, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about it. I, I mean, we've been talking to a lot of developers that also seem to be excited about the opportunity to kind of branch out and and have some new, uh, new VR owners um, added to their titles uh, with, you know, cross-platform multiplayer support and the like. Um, I think it's it's, you know, it's going to be exciting just to see more and more people, uh, with VR headsets be able to play, uh, some of the more, um, you know, active type of titles and, uh, and having the Oculus folks be able to partake in some of that, I think will, will increase the number of titles that have good, you know, uh, have good support for, for, for motion controllers. Because right now, if you're making a game, that is exclusive to motion controller support, you basically had to only, you know, focus your development on the Vive. And while that's a good thing, there, you know, there were still a lot of titles that were on Steam that kind of had, you know, motion controllers kind of, you know, just patched, patched in and they were made, the games were made from the ground up to support both headsets so they couldn't really double down on on being sure that people were going to have motion controllers. So, I mean, I I think that this is you know this gives potential for hopefully most developers to kind of steer away from uh, those titles that would use controllers and, and keyboards and such when it's not appropriate to do so. So that you know all games supporting VR on the PC from this point forward are going to be only motion you know tracking. Uh, controlled games. At least that's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. So I don't know what what were your thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean I I, I agree with you. I, I'm excited for it because you know I, I would assume that the majority of the people listening here are Vive owners, and you know I'm wondering how this would would affect us as Vive owners. And I think the biggest asset, the biggest benefit, would be just the increased user base. I know we were talking with Nick from uh, the Rec Room development team last week. And he, uh, you know, he, how he mentioned the cross-platform was coming. It, it will start tomorrow. So I'm actually really excited to jump into Rec Room tomorrow once all these people get their, uh, what, are they going to receive it tomorrow? I just know December 6th was the date. But, yeah, you um, know, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that. I, I kind of assume that they'd be shipping maybe tomorrow. Oh, so maybe okay. Yeah, well, then I'm- <laughs> that's, just my, that's just my guess. I, I didn't actually, pre- I, I technically have a, an Oculus Rift kind of sitting in a box in my, in my apartment, but I don't have, I didn't pre-order, uh, you know, uh, I didn't pre-order the touch. So I, I'm kind of regretting not, uh, pre-ordering, pre-ordering an Oculus touch. If I do end up keeping my Oculus rift, because I, I recently heard and I'll have to, to check in further to confirm, but it sounds like if you didn't pre-order the Oculus touch, uh, the Oculus touch, I think comes with four games packaged in and two of those 
are uh, are are Oculus published titles. Uh, there's a there's a sports package, and then there's another one. And the sports one in particular looked really cool. Um, but both of those titles will sell for thirty dollars a piece separately. And if you didn't pre-order it, those won't come with the touch going forward. So I kind uh, of okay. yeah. So that's so it's kind of a bummer because if I do end up deciding to get the touch, then I'm going to miss out. And and I know at least one of them looks like something I'd really be interested in, in playing. But it's you know thirty bucks. So not saying it wouldn't be worth it, but you know if there's anyone out there that you know in the next few hours uh, <laughs> hasn't pre-ordered touch yet. And they're thinking about it because they have riffs. You might want to go and look into that. Yeah, for sure. Well, we should definitely look into getting. Um, we should look into getting the touch controller so we can do a side by side comparison. Yeah. I know th- there's there's already so many articles. You're going to have your team Vive versus team Oculus out there, and I I don't want to get wrapped up in that just because I mean it's it's never going to be productive. I think it's all going to be a, a preferential thing. Um, yeah. You know, I am I am very happy with HTC Vive. I'm very happy with what Valve and HTC are doing and how they're moving forward with it. So, yep. you know, at the end of the day, like I am team Vive, but um, I, I do want to see VR succeed, I guess, on all fronts. And um, just going back to what we were talking about earlier, how this affects us as Vive owners and as Vive users, um, you know, all these multiplayer, the social aspect of, of gaming uh, will really benefit from having just a huge expanded player base. And, um, you know, like I said, I was really excited for, for Rec Room, I guess not tomorrow, but whenever uh, whenever touch players do start jumping online, because I know it's available tomorrow after talking with Nick, they're going to have it as one one of the titles that's available with launch. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think this is a really exciting time. Whether, whether you have the Vive or you're getting the touch, whatever it is, like, I think we're going to see a lot of these cross-platform games and especially like the multiplayer ones. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. they're all going to be multiplayer, but you know, these, these cross-platform games that, um, will really help to drive VR forward. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, both, both platforms, the, the Rift and the Vive are, you know, have pretty relatively small user bases compared to consoles and compared to other electronic devices out there at this point. So, I mean, it, it really will help to unify the, that, those player bases a little bit. And like I said, I, I do look forward to developers being able to kind of count on more people out there having, having motion-based controllers, period. Because, I mean, while, while I don't necessarily think that developers will be able to uh, count on Oculus players having room-scale setups necessarily after the touch comes out, I mean, clearly the Oculus can support room-scale if you have it set up properly, if you have, you know... I mean, and we'll get, I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, if you have, it helps to have three sensors, but you can even, you know, ostensibly do it to some degree with two, um, in a smaller space. So, I mean, while that's possible, I just don't think that the majority of Oculus users are going to necessarily have their setups, uh, you know, configured for room scale gaming. So, so I, I still think that, I don't know. I, I, I kind of disagree with you on that. I mean, okay, this is, you know, this is a very niche mark or a, yeah, a very niche like market, a very niche um area of interest for people. So if somebody's already spent the money on a gaming computer, they've already spent the money on a Rift and the Touch, I feel like people would get that last sensor for what is an yeah. extra 80 to 100 dollars after tax. 
I, I don't know. For me, I just feel like most people are going to want that room scale, that room scale experience, especially if they've tried the Vive and can see what it, what it does. Yeah. You, you think you think the opposite? I mean, I wouldn't say I think the, I think it's a possibility. And of course, there's going to be some users out there. Like if I were to pull out my Oculus uh, and try to set it up, I would want to try to set it up for room scale because I'm obviously used to the Vive and I know what room scale is capable of. Uh, it really just depends on how many people are out there that already have their Oculus set up in a certain way because that's the way they're able to do it. You know, for people that don't have a lot of space and that's the reason why they have an Oculus or, you know, have their, have their sensor sitting on their desk and really don't plan on, on trying to go from that type of a setup to, um, you know, finding a way to kind of mount it or suspend it on on you know high points on the ceiling and whatnot i mean it's those kind of people that i think would have went for the rift because it was simpler and it was more easy to set up that i think um won't even really know to try to experiment with a room scale type of setup like i think i think depending on how much oculus really pushes it which i don't necessarily think i mean they're not all of the language i've seen from them isn't kind of an official support of room scale. It's kind of more, Hey, these are experimental ways you can uh, yeah. set up the sensors to enable. And, and the that's fact the that keyword experimental. Exactly. The fact that they're, they're stating it that way, it, it kind of makes me just feel like they're doing their best to appease to those people that know about the vibe and are kind of knocking on the rift a bit for not having room scale set up. But at the same time, I really don't think that they, care that much about it or are really going to kind of push their users to to really you know do anything major with it like i i think their titles are going to primarily assume that people have their sensors set up you know boat boat two sensors in front of them and they're going to be you know mostly there just to track the controllers and the player in 180 degrees of, of movement and and that's kind of it, I think. And I and I think and I think there's going to be there's obviously titles that support both, um, and and it'll be great to see if if there are going to be t- but just the way the way they gear they it seems like they try to streamline you know their experiences a little bit more mm-hmm. um, than on the Vive, and so I can't really see you know as an Oculus owner someone purchasing a title that in like a little star says something like make sure you have room scale set up and hey, these are the ways that you need to configure. Like I think, I think for most players, they're just going to have the, well, the default way you should have your sensors set up are, is this way. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, so, I mean, but, but that said you, I mean, Oculus players are free to go on steam and buy software that way too. And obviously the steam store, um, you know, promotes room scale and promotes, and in the Steam VR API, kind of you know helps you set up room scale systems and all of that. And and I do know, I mean, I, and I and I shouldn't say that Oculus is completely ignoring uh, room scale either, because it does sound like they're implementing some type of a chaperone system. It's not, yeah, it's not it's, the same. It's but called it's called Guardian, I think, right? There you go. So yeah, so so I mean, so they wouldn't have done that if they weren't trying to at least do something on that front. So. So yeah, so I'll be interested to see. Um, I think probably the reality is going to be somewhere between 
your optimism and my pessimism, I guess, <laughs> on the issue. And hopefully, hopefully people will, you know, will start gravitating towards it more and more. Yeah. Well, let's, let's actually talk some numbers real quick when we are referring to room scale. Um, I, cause there were a couple of things that popped up and I know, like I said, people are going to go back and forth about the comparisons between them. Um, the first one that I just wanted to touch on and get your thoughts on were the room scale size. And so, you know, just, uh, this was taken from, I believe a road to VR article that was uploaded earlier. And the numbers that they were giving after going through the manuals for both, it looks like the maximum ideal size for the Vive is 11 and a half feet per side and a hundred, a little about over 133 square feet uh, of play space. Uh, while the touch is 10 and a half feet per side, which comes out to about, you know, hundred square feet. So just simplifying that down, you have an extra 30 to 33, I guess, um, extra extra square feet to be able to play in how much of how much of a difference do you think that makes yeah i mean if that's really how it breaks down just a 33 percent difference i kind of doubt it's going to make much of a difference is that are those numbers for on the oculus side is that with two sensors or three sensors that's with three sensors with it okay i believe with two sensors it's much smaller Um, yeah i mean yeah I i think with two sensors you're really just looking at a uh you're really just looking at a standing experience only because the way that they have you set it up is the two sensors are in front of you. So if you turn around and you block any either the controllers from you know the sensors seeing them directly, uh, yeah. the, you know the, the, they won't track properly. So is, you really need to have that third sensor. Is there any way that you can? Because I, I and and we'll have to look into this more if the if the upload to VR article doesn't mention it specifically, um, but. Uh, does it mention what the what the space would be if you had two the two cameras on the on the Oculus setup similar to a Vive setup? No, because they, I think- they were going off the official documentation because I I know people had been experimenting with that yeah. and testing it out. Um, but I th- they were I'm just going off the official. That I- would be. Yeah, no, they were just going off the official ideal specifications. Okay. But I, I mean, at the end of the day, every article I came across was talking about how. Uh, you know, Valve or, or the Vive's tracking system ultimately yeah. is is superior to it, just in how it works yeah. uh, and how it functions, and you know, just yeah. overall, you know, o- overall functionality of it. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm just curious how much of a roadblock that'll be because I think what what Oculus did really well was get a lot of those. Well, one they've they've done fantastic marketing. Uh, I saw I was in a T-Mobile store today and I saw like one of those like gigantic video screens just showing off the Oculus Touch. It was like a, you know, big commercial for it. And I, I've never seen any type of promotion for the Vive except now whenever I'm on Google and they, you know, they have their targeted advertising trying to sell me a Vive after I've already bought one. So um, <laughs> I get those too. <laughs> so, you know, but like I haven't seen any type of like mass marketing for, for the Vive. And so I'm, you know, I, I guess I'm just curious where people are at like the general consumer who's like somewhat interested in VR, uh, w- what their perspective is. Just because I, I feel like, you know, a couple months ago when I came over to your place, I had no idea that the Vive existed. I heard about the Oculus and yeah. that was kind of the extent of it. And now with like PlayStation VR coming out and, you know, it taking up a, a good piece of the market share and getting some notoriety out for what it can do, obviously not at the same level as, um, as the Vive or the Rift. But, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I'm just curious, like, where where are people at that are looking into this stuff? And, 
you know, is that extra $80 for quote unquote room scale, experimental room scale going to be a sticking point? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I mean, my gut feeling just tells me that most people, the only people that will get a third sensor are people that are Oculus owners exclusively right now already that know about the Vive and have been kind of jealous of its room scale capabilities and want to try that kind of stuff. And I use the word jealous kind of, you know, teasingly. But like if I, <laughs> if, if I, if I were an Oculus owner, you know, and I'm an enthusiast, I, I read up on all this stuff. Well, you are I, an Oculus owner. But exactly. <laughs> but like, but let's say I was only an Oculus owner and, and, and I had kind of, you know, been divided on which system to get originally. And I decided to go with Oculus because of, you know, I don't know, maybe the, you know, the extra third party support from Oculus Home or the Oculus Store. And, you know, I heard that the headset was more ergonomic, something like that. And I ended up going with the Oculus on those grounds. But, you know, I was kind of divided because I had heard, you know, all of these cool things about these motion controllers that, you know, that the HTC Vive had and the fact that they could, you know, skin, you know, they allowed you to walk around in, in your room rather than just be, you know, complacent, like stay in one stationary in one, in one place. Well, it's those kind of people that were kind of, that see the benefits of, of room scale that know about the, the vibe and wish their Oculus could do the same kinds of things that I think would be most likely to go out there and purchase a third camera. I think for the people that either just, you know, for those people that, like have oculuses that are not in touch with the hardware uh you know side of the industry enough to really know much about the vive um those people will just see touch as oh wow a cool new uh you know peripheral for my oculus they're not really going to be trying to really compare it to the vive as much and they're not going to really be thinking that they need to go out of their way to buy something that you know they don't already have unless there's something that, you know, comes with the touch or something to that effect that really clearly states that, hey, this is what you have if you want to do this other thing. And let's, again, it explains to you what room scale is. Um, I just don't see those people even really knowing that they're going to get much of an advantage from buying a third sensor. Yeah. So, so, so that's just kind of my, that's just my gut feeling is people that already know, people in, and you are right to point out that all of this is a niche market at this point. So there's a decent percentage probably of those Oculus owners that are in, that are geared in enough to know what they're missing out with the room scale stuff. And I think it's those people. So, so depending on how many people are like that, that have been dying and itching to play room scale stuff through Steam, um, if that percentage is high, and yeah, there might be a lot of people that go out and, and put down the extra because I don't think it's the money that's the issue so much. I think it's just it's just do people really know about do Oculus owners know what what you know getting a third sensor is going to provide to them? And and if they do know that, do they, you know, then then are they you know, are they worried enough about those type of experiences to actually go out and try that versus, you know, doing some weird setup with two cameras if, if that's viable at, at all. So, so I yeah. think that's, that's kind of, and if you're, if you have a really small environment, then probably the answer is no. 
probably they work with the two camera sensors and have a really small, you know, find a way to, to put them in corners or something to make it an okay experience for room scale and leave it at that. Or they have a really big space and, you know, they fall within that category where they know about the vibe and they know about all these people having fun with room scale and they can't wait to join and they get the third sensor. Like there is going to be, there is going to be some of those type of people out there. Um, but, but yeah, it'll be interesting just to see, you know, how much like part of me almost thinks that the room scale side of, of, of this stuff might start taking a backseat to the touch controllers. Oh, and that's the actually I, a really scary thought. Yeah. And not, and not so much that like, you know, I don't think that it'll necessarily go away per se, because I mean, you can still like, it seems like in, in some of the titles that I've played that don't even truly support room scale, but you know, they support both the Oculus and, and the, and, and the HTC Vive and they incorporate certain features from, from the Vive, uh, you know, that the Oculus couldn't support. Like some of those seem to have room scale added in and it seems to work okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering if now that like, I mean, the one thing that you're not going to really, I mean, the Oculus user base is going to be splintered now, at least on, on two fronts, people that have riffs, but don't have touch controllers and people that have riffs with touch controllers. So that's, that's at least one division there. And hopefully there won't be that many people without the, but I mean, you're going to have the tiny portion of people who have the third sensor. Um, yeah. So you're so. going to have three categories. You're going to have, you're going to have these people that only have the rift. You're going to have people with the rift and the touch controllers. And then you're going to have people with the rift, the touch controllers and a third sensor for mm-hmm. room scale that way. So like it's, it's splintered. So, and then you have HTC Vive owners that have, they don't have touch controllers, but they do have motion controllers. They're slightly different and they have room scale. And so, and so I think, it, I mean, it seems like the common denominator there is going to be headsets with motion, with motion trackers. And so I wonder how many developers now are going to try to kind of broaden, you know, their, like, you know, hopefully you get rid of people focusing on the controller experiences mm-hmm. that the Oculus Rifts were kind of introducing into the Steam marketplace. Because there were people out there, I mean, I can't imagine it as a Vive owner, but there's people out there that can only play VR games, you know, with their headset sitting with a controller in their hands. I mean, You're talking uh, about like a like gamepad or something, right? Yeah, a gamepad. That's what I mean. So, so I mean, there were people out there, and there were developers that had to keep those people in mind if they wanted Oculus Rift users to be able to play their games when they were designing. So just just imagine having to find a way. Like, I mean, we mostly play Vive only games because they were always fully functioned like yep, that. Yep. But. But I mean, I can only imagine if you're a developer wanting to support, you know, both platforms prior to the touch, I mean, how you were really able to find a way. I mean, in most instances, probably uh, you really had to had to sacrifice, uh, you know, some of the some, some of your vision in the game if you wanted it to be able to work on both. But so so luckily, I, hopefully going forward, you don't really have to worry about that as much because now you can kind of 
you know, hope that most Oculus users are at least going to have motion controllers. Mm -hmm. But then, but then, like I said, but now that you do have a decent, like let's say in a few months from now, uh, surveys go out and a decent portion of those Oculus Rift owners do have touch. Um, now you're in a position where if you really want to focus overly on room scale, you're potentially kind of screwing with your game's compatibility for a lot of those Rift owners that don't have room scale setups configured. And so I wonder if then the the issue is, well, I can support, you know, if, if I focus less on the room scale side of things and just focus on, you know, the, on the motion controllers, if then, then you can kind of bring in both the Vive owners and all of these Oculus touch people. Yeah. And if I would just going back to what you were saying uh, a little bit earlier, like that's the scary thing about it though, is I just don't want developers who are either jumping in the game now or, you know, with, with Oculus touch being more. So I feel like geared towards like standing experiences rather than room scale. I hope people don't scale back the room scale stuff. Uh, So if there are any developers listening, please don't like, I think that's what really adds to the immersion and experience in there. And I, I just really hope that like, you know, the games coming out now will not only be, standing or standing only games if that makes sense yeah no, and maybe i mean maybe a lot of this is just over you know like maybe a lot of that kind of fear or those issues really wouldn't be a factor i mean there's a lot of games i can think of that i would consider room scale type experiences like rec room for example that you know you can walk around perfectly fine um but then they actually added stuff in to let oculus users be able to more ro- to rotate if they're not going to be uh, if they're not going to be moving in their environment as much. Or likewise, I mean, a lot of the game, you know, also allows for teleportation. So how much, you know, is room scale really uh, diminished by those types of systems? I mean, yeah. raw data is another one. When you're playing raw data, it is a room scale game. There's certain parts of 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 the game that clearly feel like they're designed for a space in mind, like a game space, like a, like a play area, kind of like, you know, the starting out area where you're in that circle and you have to, you know, load up the level and everything. Yeah. I mean, that feels like a space that you're definitely supposed to walk around in. But then there's a lot of other, like when you're actually playing the, the, the shooting, you know, when you're actually in the, in the gameplay itself, I mean, part of it you walk around in, but a lot of it you're also teleporting back and forth. And teleportation doesn't really require you to move, walk around in a physical space as much. And, and so, I, so I'm just wondering if, you know, I, it, like a game like that, I would think would work pretty easily with a, with an Oculus touch system, because as long as, as long as you weren't walking around in the space too much and just using teleportation, I mean, if you watch someone play that game in a Vive, I would be surprised. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of situations where people aren't really walking around. In the yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with so, you. So, 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 I'm just wondering. So, it's it's just going to be interesting. Like I said, like it'd be interesting. Like in some of our upcoming interviews with developers um, that have games that might potentially work for both, to kind of to kind of talk about that issue a little bit. It it might just be something that's not even a factor because you know people can walk around if they want in the game if they have room scale, or they can use you know, a lot of the other 
mobility functions in the games like mm-hmm. teleportation and all that kind of stuff more if they want to as well. Like I, I wonder if it's going to be a kind of pick your own poison kind of thing. Like how do you want to move around in the environment? If you have a room scale setup, yeah, you can walk around to some extent. If you don't, you can teleport uh, or use some other function. Like I'm, I'm just wondering if that's going to be kind of, and that those kind of solutions like don't necessarily take away from room scale, um, you know, experiences as much. Like I wouldn't consider a game like raw data to be, or, or rec room to be sacrificing any kind of room scale experience on their end. At the same time, like a game like unseen diplomacy, that is very much designed Ooh, yeah. around your play space. That won't work. I mean, that'll only work for only work a room a, scale. A good size room scale too. Cause I know, th- yeah. I know they have a, uh, they have limits on there, or at least minimum requ- required space on there. Yeah. See, so I mean, the fact that that unseen diplomacy has those requirements, but a lot of other games don't, kind of makes me think that the ones that don't really wouldn't be impacted that much, anyways. But, true, but who knows? True. Like, but, but but we'll have to see. Like, it it's something interesting to think about, and it's definitely something that you and I can can talk to people about when we're interviewing. I think. Yeah. I mean, well, we're we're just kind of at the uh the dawn of of where you know oculus touch how that will really impact everything so uh, yeah. I, I think all of it's kind of speculation right now we'll see where the chips fall as the games start coming out as the experiences start coming out and then you know i guess it, that will probably help determine where these companies go moving forward i know valve obviously is already working on their next controllers their next gen but um you know, we'll, we'll see what type of impact this has in terms of development for, for both of those platforms, as well as like, you know, Microsoft coming out with their stuff next year. Uh, and yeah. I'm sure Sony is working on something um, just because I like, I, I feel like they have to, they have to be improving. Otherwise they're, they're going to fall short once all these other headsets uh, start popping up on the market. So. Yeah, no, the, the, yeah, they're, they're tracking technology and the PlayStation move controllers are just kind of a little subpar from, everyone's experiences that I've heard. So, I mean, it'd be nice for them to, to get working on something. But. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, but no, at, at any rate, yeah, there's, it's, it's an exciting thing to kind of talk about and think about and discuss and, and yeah, coming tomorrow, it's all going to be a reality, I guess, to some extent. So, yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll follow this obviously as it goes along and uh, Ronnie, you and I should definitely connect on, um, trying to see what we can do to get our hands on some touch controllers to, to work with your rift. I know you haven't taken yeah. that out in a while just cause Vive has been fulfilling your, your VR uh, void in your life. So, but we should definitely uh, see if we can offer at least our own perspective to, uh, to listen. Yeah, no, I, I agree. We'll, we'll look into that for sure. Cool, man. Well, you got anything else? I know news this week was a little sparse and I did want to focus primarily on, uh, on Oculus touch coming out. So, yeah, no, not not really anything in particular. Just looking forward to hopefully having some more free time this week to try out a lot of the new titles that are out there. And and again, as as usual, I mean, Thanksgiving weekend was kind of, you know wet my appetite a bit, but I'm really looking forward to the winter Steam sale to to pick up a lot more stuff in in the next you know in the next two three weeks or so. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, there's already a lot of stuff that I got that I'm just kind of chewing on right now. So 
we'll, yeah. we'll see, man. Lots, lots of stuff. And it's, you know, I mean, one of the best parts of VR, especially like in this stage right now and in the position that we're in and all Vive owners are in is being able to show it off to, to other people who have no idea or have never experienced VR. So being yep. able to, to get a lot of these games on sale or even not on sale, just all the games, all the, the experiences that are coming out, being able to grab those uh, and then kind of have round twos with all of your friends in terms of them coming over and trying stuff uh, is a lot of fun. So we'll yeah, uh, we'll follow the Steam sale or winter slash holiday sale. I think it's still a couple weeks away, but once we get any more details, we'll definitely uh, definitely fill you guys in. So yep. Anything else, Ronnie? Nope, that's it. All right, man. Well, we'll cut this episode here. We had a, about a thirty minute episode on just Oculus Touch, but. Uh, you know, it's it's VR and it's definitely going to impact um, the VR industry. So we are excited to see where it goes. And yeah, for everyone listening, thank you guys for tuning in. We really, really do appreciate it. Uh, if you guys wouldn't mind leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or leave us a comment on uh, on YouTube. We're actually trying to grow that channel out. That's one of the best ways to just start the conversation with us. Uh, obviously, you guys can shoot us an email, but um, you know we've been really active with, with people on YouTube and the gameplay videos we have up there. So uh, with that being said, uh, yeah, have a great rest of your week. We will have another interview coming up for you guys on Wednesday, uh, followed by a game talk this Friday with... Some of the games that we've played and some of the games that we got on or over the Black Friday weekend. So, Ronnie, have a good one, man. We will. Yeah, you too. Yep. We'll talk with you guys all later. 